0: Hi everyone, welcome to Accounting Makes Sense, an MJ the Tutor podcast. I'm your host, MJ the Tutor. You may wonder why the podcast is starting off without its welcoming tune. This is to signify that today's episode is a repeat of a previous episode, which offered some tidbits from the MCS pre-scene. As you may already know, the pre material for May is shared with August, so as we are dealing with the same pre material, it goes without saying that the tidbits would be the same. Anyway, I hope you've had a chance to read through the Precine material that has been out for a while now and your exam preparations are going well. Here with the episode titled, Tidbits from the MCS Precine, May 2022. Hello everybody! You're listening to Accounting Makes Sense, an MJ The Tutor podcast. And I am your host, MJ. In this podcast, we are focused on helping accounting students all over the world by offering a quick warm-up on various accounting and business topics, hoping to generate bigger discussions and conversations around them. If you are a SEMA case study student, then this episode is for you. For this episode, we're going to change up the episode format a little bit as we try to cover the case study pre that just came out. We will be doing the management case study pre the MCS for May 2022. What I'd like to do is to drop some initial thoughts about the pre and these thoughts are what I feel are going to be important for the upcoming exams. Actually, if all goes well, I'd like to be able to do this segment whenever a new pre-scene comes out for the various levels, sort of like establishing a podcast tradition. We'll call this segment Tidbits from the Pre-scene, or something to that effect. Ideally, I would like to be able to give tidbits for each pre-scene for each session. But I am getting way ahead of myself, so... Let's just get through the first one and we'll see how this goes. I would also like to put out a disclaimer, of course, that these thoughts are simply my opinion. You should not take these thoughts as the only important aspect of the pre-scene. There would be others. As you read through the pre-scene, you would also be able to glean for yourself other important factors to consider. My opinion here or my thoughts here are neither wrong or right. I always tell students that receiving different perspectives on a case study is a great way to study. It helps you grow as a case study student, helps you analyze situations better and faster, as well as provide you with information from another angle. Sometimes these are not even how you viewed the information at first. So it's a different point of view another great thing here is that when you do this with other students you are benefiting collectively as a group of students and that's what makes case studies exciting it's that you get to immerse yourself in these scenarios stories and situations anyway as mentioned earlier we are going to focus on the May 2022 MCS Pre-Scene today. I'm going to offer four tidbits for today. You should take these as clues, for lack of a better word, clues into the world of the pre Company. And before we start the tidbits, a small backgrounder is to introduce the Pre-Scene Company. Our pre Company for this session is Piping Beverages, Piping Beverages is a tea manufacturer based in the fictitious country called Northlandia. So let's start with the tidbits. The first tidbit to share is that there are a couple of mentions about ethics and CSR. If you are not familiar with CSR, that is corporate social responsibility. At least half a page of the pre-scene was dedicated to highlight piping's initiatives with regards to the tea plantations in developing countries that supply the tea leaves. The pre spoke about unfair wages, poor working conditions of these farmers. It also mentioned charities and other initiatives such as supporting schools and medical facilities. It talks about piping's effort on sustainability and how good it treats the environment. All these add up To its very good image and corporate social responsibility. When a detail such as this is prominent on the pre-seen material then it emphasizes its importance to the pre-seen company. I also want to point out that there were further paragraphs talking about advertising and marketing where they discussed a little bit about what constitutes false and misleading advertising. There are some ethical elements here in the event that we breach the law by claiming something that is not factually true and correct. I definitely feel that these will be some interesting topics to explore at the exams. A question could come up to talk about an initiative gone wrong, an advertisement that borders on the line of falsehood, maybe even an implementation of a new initiative that is undertaken by the company. The next tidbit to share is piping special concentration on how it handles its retail customers and end consumers. There are pages discussing how each retail customer is allocated a designated account manager to take care of the account and the customer. The account manager has flexibility to negotiate pricing and offer discounts. On the end consumer side, there is a page demonstrating how consumer feedback is valued by piping. Piping listens to its customers very carefully and closely. It really highlights that piping is a very customer-centric company. And as we can see, it has contributed a lot to the company's success. Some of the innovation and progress made by the company are due to customer feedback on the products in the past. I see this becoming an important topic at the exams where issues could be brought up about the retail customers, perhaps a major client having issues. I also see maybe a feedback or suggestion being made about the products that the company will want to implement but perhaps the question will ask whether this is still something that would fit the company strategy or not. Always remember that customer satisfaction is highly linked to profit generation and ultimately the success of the company. Another tidbit to share is piping's value chain. Let's look at both the inputs and outputs. On the onset... It would seem that piping has normal inputs where it has its suppliers supplying the leaves it needs to manufacture the packaged tea however a closer look would reveal that piping really doesn't have direct contact with its suppliers the tea farmers and the tea plantations instead on the pre-scene it is mentioned that piping works through a third party the teas are bought at auctions Meaning, there is a middleman in the transaction. This kind of relationship in the supply chain adds a layer of complexity, as piping's power as a major player in the market may not be as leveraged to gain better pricing, terms, etc. Basically, better supplier relationship. It would be interesting to see how questions about this would play out at the exams. On the other end, where the outputs are, It also seems to be a bit complicated. Piping's direct customers are the retailers, but consumption by the end consumer is what ultimately makes the product successful. Think about it in terms of marketing and advertising, that when the company advertises the tea, it is to entice the public to buy and drink it. But technically, it is not the public buying from the company, but the retailers. These added tiers in the chain makes the strategies to manage these relationships all the more complex. The last tidbit to share is understanding pressures on cost of goods. Piping is on a differentiation strategy, which means that it constantly strives to make itself stand out amongst competition. It is able to do this through innovation and loyal customer following. Piping is able to charge a premium price for its tea. The reason this is an important aspect is because we need to understand where pressures on profit might come from. The incurred costs of goods in terms of manufacturing the tea could put this profit margin at risk. There were several comments about how important the tea material is to the makeup of the final product. And who wouldn't think this? Of course, if you are making manufactured or packaged tea, the tea itself would be the most important piece of the puzzle. The pre-scene mentioned that tea costs more than 40% of the manufacturing costs. Now, we know from the previous discussion about value chain that piping has very little contact with the tea suppliers, so it would be very hard to negotiate better pricing terms. The pre-scene mentions that the teas are bought at auction, which means that prices are set there, likely based on supply and demand. Therefore, there appears to be some difficulty in predicting and controlling the T cost for piping. A question surrounding cost may be presented at the exam. You're probably thinking, but piping charges premium, so prices can just be raised when the materials go up. And yes, this is a valid strategy as well. But what I want to point out here is that there comes a point up to which the price will become too expensive. And so we must just be careful and aware about that when we make the suggestion. And that's it for me today. That's your tidbits from the pre-scene for the MCS May 2022. I hope you were able to glean the same tidbits from the pre-scene as I did or maybe even more. Keep on reading that pre-scene to gain a better understanding of the scenario. As always, I thank you for listening to Accounting Makes Sense. I am your host, MJ the Tutor. If you are keen to connect to be updated with the arrival of the next episode of this podcast or find SEMA resources online, please head on over to my website, www.mjthetutor.com. You can also hit subscribe on whichever platform you are using to listen to this podcast. If you want to connect on social media, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name MJ the MJTheTutor. So, I hope to see you again next time. Ciao for now!